Welcome to Diverse, the podcast of the Society of Women Engineers. SWE supports the advancement of women in engineering and technology. You can find all of our podcasts on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and SWE's blog, All Together, at altogether.swe.org. Looking for more information and data on women in engineering? Head over to research.swe.org and review the groundbreaking research that SWE has been conducting. SWE's research efforts include reporting on women of color in engineering and how community colleges may play a role in getting more women to graduate with engineering degrees. You can also check out the annual SWE Literature Review in SWE Magazine's State of Women in Engineering issue. Hi, I'm Bianca McCart and I am the FY19 and FY20 co-lead of the SWE Latinos Affinity Group and a mechanical engineer working at GE Aviation. In this episode celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month, we're taking a look at some notable Hispanic influencers in SWE and delving into the growth of SWE's Latino Affinity Group. I'm excited to have two special guests, both SWE past presidents joining me today. Ana Salguero was the 30th SWE president and the first Hispanic SWE president in 1992 to 1993. Thank you for joining us today, Anna. My pleasure. Um, I'm very happy to be here. I um, was a math major, not engineering, and I'll touch a little bit more about that later. Um, and my career with, was with Southwestern Bell, Bell slash AT&T. And uh, I am now retired. We also have Alma Martinez Fallon, who is the 41st SWE president and the second Hispanic woman to serve in 2003 to 2004. Thank you for being here, Alma. Uh, quite welcome, Bianca, and hello, Anna. Um, it's just a pleasure to participate in this event. And uh, I am a mechanical engineer, uh, graduated in the, mid, in the late 1980s uh, from Old Dominion University. I also recently retired uh, this year. I worked for um, Newport News Shipbuilding in Newport News, Virginia, and I retire as their director of supply chain uh, for the whole company. So it's really great to participate in this event again. Thank you both. So the U.S. observes Hispanic Heritage Month from September 15th to October 15th which coincides with the celebration of independence in Costa Rica, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, El Salvador, Mexico, and Chile. And during this month, we celebrate the culture, contributions, and history of those people whose ancestors came from Spain, Mexico, the Caribbean, Central, and South America. The SWE Latinos Affinity Group, or AG, takes the opportunity during this time to highlight the achievements and contributions of Hispanic women engineers and this year, we decided it would be a great time to take a look back at how Hispanic women have made an impact in SWE. So I had some questions for each of you that I wanted to maybe delve into kind of the history of SWE and how your contributions and how you were influenced by SWE in your careers. So we'll start with Anna. Anna, how did you first get involved in SWE? Well, um, I joined SWE when I was in college. Um, I believe I was a junior at the time. Um, 1973, I believe, I was going to uh, University of Texas at El Paso, UTEP, as we like to call it. And um, as I mentioned earlier, I, I graduated with a math degree. Um, and I was majoring in math. And around that time, I was also in a work-study program and I got a job 
working for a drafting professor in the engineering department. And um, at that point, I was also kind of semi-considering changing my major to engineering, um, and I was trying to make that decision. And uh, while I was working in the engineering department, I met some women uh, that were actually in, in engineering, and I learned about SWE. So I, uh, they invited me to some meetings, and I decided to join SWE so that I could learn more about engineering and make my decision whether to change my major or not. Because uh, at the time, I you know, really was trying to decide what type of field was I going to go into with a math degree. Um, so uh, that's kind of how I got involved with SWE initially. I ended up finishing my major in math, uh, mainly because I just didn't want us to have to add too many more classes and stay longer in school. I was anxious to, to get out and start working. And also um, various companies were coming to campus uh, at that time and they were recruiting women into engineering fields and uh, not necessarily from engineering departments because of course, uh, Females were few and far between uh, in engineering. So they were recruiting from all technical degrees, math, sciences, and so forth. Um, and so that kind of uh, helped me make my decision that I was still going to be able to work in the engineering field in some capacity um, without having to actually change my major. So um, I... Uh, went ahead and graduated with my math degree. I was hired uh, within Southwestern Bell, which now was now AT&T, um, as an engineer. So I ended up actually doing engineering work for AT&T. So since you were an engineer, you, you stayed involved with SWE, and eventually you became SWE president. What led you to that? Yeah, so um, after I graduated and I my first uh career job was in San Antonio, Texas. And um, I went ahead and, and, you know, I had, because of the path that I had to take as far as um, going into math, when I was in high school, I was not uh, counseled uh, into going into engineering as, as an option. All my male counterparts were, we were in accelerated math and science classes and the, and the males were encouraged to go into engineering. And, you know, I was given options of, you know, teaching and so forth, uh, which I was not interested in. Um, so once I graduated and, and the experience that I had uh, and, and learning about SWE while I was in college, um, you know, I realized that I, I wanted to give back in the career guidance area and, you know, go talk to schools uh, and so forth to make sure that, you know, young girls were given the opportunity to even consider going into engineering. And so that's why after I graduated, I, I kept my membership, upgraded my membership in SWE and became involved. Um, and, you know, that's kind of was my, my footstep into, into the SWE organization. So primarily as a, a mentor and a coach for others. Yes. Yes, I really was inspired and um, did a lot of uh, speaking at local high schools and even some junior high schools, uh, which is now middle schools, um, 
And I would, in addition to that, my own company was also trying to become more diverse. And so they kind of used me to do kind of, I did kind of two things at once, represented SWE and my company. And I would go to schools and we had a little video that we would show. And then I would talk, you know, about engineering and other non-traditional degrees for for girls when I did that. So that really fit into the SWE, um, you know, goals and mission. So that kind of kept me involved. So at that point, I imagine SWE was not quite as large of an organization as it is now, but still takes a lot of effort to get to the point of becoming the leader of that organization. Was it something that you were particularly drawn to from the beginning? Um, you know, not really. I uh, it, Everything that I did in SWE kind of was a happenstance. <laughs> uh, it really wasn't something I had thought about or aspired to. Um, and uh, so when I first got involved in, in local activities, uh, you know, like I said, I'm from Texas. And at the time, the state of Texas was one section. So if you can imagine, our state is pretty large. So it was very difficult for, you know, members to get together um, for local events and so forth. And so right around that time that I first started going to meetings and so forth, uh, they were considering, you know, splitting the state up into various sections. And so since I was one of the few representatives coming from the San Antonio-Austin area, they asked me, the, the leadership at the time in Texas, that asked me if I would try to, you know, find out how many, you know, members or potential members we had in the area and see if we could kind of get together. So I, you know, I agreed to do that. And you know, slowly but surely, I ended up in leadership roles without even <laughs> without even trying or wanting to be, um, which led to us, you know, chartering the section here in this area, Southwest Texas section. And then that led me to going to a national convention to accept the charter. Uh, and from there, you know, I just met other people and, you know, found out about things to do at the national level. And I, I like I said, I was very passionate about career guidance. So I joined those committees and scholarship committee and slowly start, started getting involved. And as I met other people, you know, eventually I was, you know, asked to, to be on the board of directors at the time it was called executive committee and uh, kind of went from there. And as far as how I became sweet president, um, a past president, Sharon Leffler, talked to me uh, and, you know, asked me if I would consider it. And I really hadn't even thought about it. So I um, decided I would, you know, give it some thought. And I actually talked to my immediate supervisor at work. And uh, from there, we talked to other company leadership to see if, you know, they would provide me financial support for it because I knew that it would take not only a time commitment, but financial support as well. Um, SWE at the time did not provide financial support to board members. So, um, you know, I, I didn't want to commit to something and then not be able to do it. Uh, so uh, after we talked to leadership here in the company, then um, they agreed to do that. They, they saw it as a win-win opportunity to, you know, again, show diversity within the company and uh, me representing them as well. And so I agreed, and I didn't really expect to win, to tell you the truth. 
but I did. So kind of went from there. So that was my, my path towards sweet president. <laughs> and did you consider it significant at the time that you were the first Hispanic leader of SWE? You know, not really. Um, I, I was like I said, more focused in the career guidance area. And even though in the back of my mind, I was, you know, talking to Hispanic girls in schools and so forth, it, that really wasn't something that uh, really crossed my mind at the time. Um, but then the year that I was president, when it really did hit me was uh, the year that I was president, I was asked to be the keynote speaker at uh, the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers at their annual conference. So at that point, that's kind of where, you know, I felt proud of my heritage and, um, you know, that kind of was brought to the forefront that I was the first Hispanic suite president. So that's, that was how that came about. Yeah, I I think maybe things when you're at the time, it doesn't seem uh, significant necessarily, but sometimes when you reflect upon it, it, it carries more weight. Yes, correct. So Alma, how about you? What was your early experience with SWE like? Uh, similar uh, to Anna, I um, was uh, active with my student local section at Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. And uh, just a little bit of history, background about me. I was a non-traditional student, so I went back to college to get my engineering degree when I was 25 years old. And uh, mechanical engineering, uh, as Anna mentioned, this is in the mid-1980s, very few women um, that were studying mechanical engineering. So I was attracted to um, uh, join uh, SWE uh, because that would give me the support of other women and we can support each other. So then I moved on after graduation uh, from Old Dominion. I stayed in the area. and I started um, staying active. I, I joined the local section, Hampton Roads, and came up through the ranks uh, with the section leadership. And when I saw the big, big SWE, not just our local section, was in 1992 at the national uh, conference uh, slash convention, as it was called at the time, in Orlando, Florida. So passion uh, for me for staying active um, in the section, uh, as well as SWE, was related to if if there's a young girl student in K-312 that hasn't been exposed to engineering, as I wasn't either, I just wanted to uh, uh, provide those opportunities uh, for the young women in the K-312 programs. I was very active uh, in the local section uh, with the local um, schools, communities to um, encourage girls to um, consider STEM and um, engineering as a choice for uh, their college and professional careers. Well, uh, the section rep uh, was, uh, was a great experience, and I met um, uh, members of the Puerto Rico section that were in Orlando, Florida, for the SWE National Convention. And there was a very active um, section. And through that, I uh, became active. I was um, uh, encouraged to participate. At the time, it was called Minority Concerns Committee. So that's kind of started my, uh, the beginning of my experience in SWE and supporting SWE uh, at the national level. 
I had forgotten Alma that uh, 92 was was the year that I was transitioning from past president, from excuse me, president elect to president. Uh, so that's kind of a interesting uh, tie-in to both of us. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it was uh, the, the conference convention at the time was in June, not right. in the fall. Yes. So did you feel like you faced any particular challenges in your journey to becoming SWE president? Not really. Uh, SWE, um, my experience with SWE is um, the organization and the culture of the organization as a whole. is It's very encouraging. Um, and any members, I mean, I, I members uh, that were past presidents, uh, as Anna, uh, like Anna, this is tremendous support um, uh, from from the members and from the leadership, from past leadership. Um, there was a conviction and a commitment, uh, I felt, to uh, lift um, the young women or the early career or whatever you would call them at the time to be able to uh, successfully achieve um, their highest potential within suite and within their profession, within their career. So I, I didn't really um, feel or had any major challenges. Um, it was, um, it was a place to go uh, to uh, gain support, uh, a place to go to, uh, learn from other leaders, um, and uh, uh, most, if not all, of uh, the folks that I met um, and, and worked with within SWE were very encouraging and, as well, honest. Um, if to make sure that you didn't fail or 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 you know they they share a lot of the lessons learned that they had in their past, you know, in their careers. So I would say no, not really. And this is this some um, the the time frame that I'm talking about is the '90s. Well, I certainly think that reflects the experience that I had with SWE as well when I started in 1998. I felt like the uh, local SWE section was where I fit in most, and then going to national conference, I was I was really hooked. And I remember, you know, that the SWE presidents really made an impression on me. And you were president when I was transitioning from school to work and becoming involved on a more national level. And so I certainly have memories of you being uh, engaged in, in uh, leadership. So this is really for, for both of you, you know, reflecting on your history with SWE, um, how do you feel like SWE has changed over the years since you first got involved up through now? Well, you know, it goes without saying, of course, size has grown tremendously. Um, you know, my my year as president was in the 90s and I joined in the 70s. So uh, it really has grown tremendously. And of course, you know, we're now in, you know, digital and social media communication is definitely different. Uh, back then, the secretary for the board was doing uh, minutes by hand. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, you can imagine that that has definitely changed. Um, I felt the most positive change since I was, uh, you know, involved more in the past is really integrating our collegiate members with professional members. Um, when I first was in SWE and, and even when I first started on the national level, 
um, we still had separate conferences. We used to call the student conference and the professionals was called a convention. And uh, the first part of the week was, was for our collegiate members. And the second part of the week uh, was for professionals. I think we had one day, maybe half a day or so overlap. Um, and since my, my passion was always career guidance, as I've said, um, we were at the time starting to talk about doing more overlap. And it's like, you know, this is what our mission is, is to mentor our, our you know, young up, up and coming engineers. And so we really need to try to integrate that more so that I mean, that was one of the things that we started focusing on. So that's been a big change. And, and then now seeing SWE participation, you know, down in the K-12, you know, high school level and, and STEM programs, I mean, that's definitely been a, a huge change. Alma, for your part, what, what do you think has been the biggest shift? I, I agree with Anna, and I would like to add in uh, the integration uh, of collegiate and uh, professional. When attending the conferences now, you can see how vibrant uh, and uh, early career engineers are involved. Uh, wherein I was uh, as president on the board of, and you can see it on the board of directors as well. Um, uh, there's uh, younger uh, professionals involved and in the leadership level. And I think that's great um, because that provides um, uh, an opportunity for our members to um, practice leadership uh, management uh, and be able to apply that um, in, in their um, at work. Um, in addition to that, I, I think that global, one of the biggest changes that I see going to a, a current conference is how we've touched we're touching beyond North America. And we're seeing um, engineers, women engineers from other countries uh, participating in our conference. That's been a, a, a significant, uh, a, a very positive. The other thing is, is we're branding ourselves better uh, in terms of uh, messaging uh, Swiss mission. Um, and it's a, it's, it appears to be as a consistent message uh, from section uh, through uh, through committee level, through the leadership level at the board of directors. Uh, the other thing that I can add is uh, public policy. Uh, when I was president, um, um, there was very little involvement by SWE at um, involved in affecting or impacting public policy in terms of uh, any kind of legislation that affects our STEM programs. You mentioned the global piece, and I, I certainly see that as a, a big shift and something that mm -hmm. actually is partly what led me to the SWE Latinos group because I, um, at conference, I met a, another SWE member who's from Costa Rica, and she actually introduced me to the SWE Latinos affinity group. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting how, as a as we grow into <laughs> into the rest of the world, we also are bringing each other closer together in different ways. If you think about what your legacy is with SWE, what what do you consider that to be, or or maybe your proudest achievement as a as part of your SWE career? Um. Well, let's see. Uh, for me, I had a very interesting year as president. 
and something that I never would have thought uh, I would have had to have done as a sweet president um, because we were sort of at a crossroads uh, in the in, in my year term, 1992-93. Uh, for one, we were shifting from uh, what we used to call a managing director at headquarters to executive director. And at the time, we had uh, an interim executive director, B.J. Harrod. And um, so we were going to transition into, into a you know, full-time executive director position. And at the same time, uh, we had to find new facilities to relocate our headquarters uh, offices. Uh, we were at the United Engineering Building in New York City, and they pretty much were evicting us. For uh, for reasons that they were going to you know redo their space and and use it in a different way, and uh, so I had to very quickly learn how to negotiate a lease agreement uh, for new space for our headquarters, and um, also lead a committee to search for an executive director. Um, so those were two things that I definitely had not. Uh, anticipated, but I also felt like we made, you know, I was very successful at it. Um, and it gave me some extra skills that I didn't anticipate and it, which later helped me in my career as well. So, uh, sort of a long winded way of saying, uh, you know, the business side of, of our headquarters and dealing with, you know, personnel and, um, you know, attorneys to, to do a, a contract negotiation for new space and then coordinating that move was, I think, a big part of my, quote, legacy. Um, when it comes to SWE, it's, it's kind of interesting uh, that, you know, I was contacted to do this podcast this year, but when I was looking back, you know, it, I had to kind of remind myself, okay, when I thought about this question, what what was my legacy? I had to look back at some of the things that we accomplished in that year. And I found some old notes and uh, it was a time when we were actually starting to really focus on diversity within SWE and more diversity awareness. Um, and the beginning of the SWE internal affinity groups, such as this, uh, you know, as Alma mentioned, it was called the, the, Minority Awareness Committee, I believe. Um, so the, the very last um, SWE magazine that was published in my term was actually on diversity. So uh, I felt like I was very instrumental in, in pushing that forward within the organization. And then we also started focusing on external, you know, dealing with external diversity as well with with organizations such as uh, SHIP and, and others. So um, I consider that also part of my my legacy. Well, definitely. I, I think that uh, we see the impact of that now with our joint memberships with SHIP and, and NSBE and ACES. Correct. Yes. And Alma, how about you? Did you? Do you feel like there's um, a particular point that you can look back on and, and um, that to be 
significant from your SWE career? Um, I can share a couple um, as, as uh, from a SWE structure. Uh, I was like Anna dealt with some of that as well. Uh, but the year that I was president um, was the, um, the fiscal year where uh, it was culminating, completing uh, a major change that occurred as that it was initiated maybe three, three years, four years, fiscal year back from before I was president, which was when um, uh, SWE move, uh, moved uh, national headquarters from New York City to Chicago. That was the beginning of a major change. And uh, when I was president, um, I finalized, I uh, met the final steps um, of the change, which was um, establishing, uh, modifying the bylaws that enabled um, the current structure that Suites Working has today uh, with the Senate, uh, some modification on uh, changes on the board of directors, uh, which um, uh, has one director at the time representing the regents. Uh, that was a very difficult task, uh, but uh, I learned a lot dealing with change management, uh, which is really more dealing with uh, individuals and personalities uh, that um, uh, uh, were concerned about the change. But ultimately, I, I believe that that kind of really set the stage uh, for SWE uh, because it enabled uh, SWE to, uh, one of the key elements was to really take the leadership from headquarters and national level in terms of the conferences um, um, before that, uh, the conferences were managed uh, by section and region. Um, and I, I believe that by, by making that big change and changing the structure, it kind of set the stage for future leaders to uh, do big things, uh, in my opinion. Uh, the second was um, uh, connecting SWE with ASME. I was uh, very active with ASME. Uh, it was like a dual role. I, was just worked through the section and uh, came up through the ranks in ASME as well. So I had a uh, pretty good network uh, at the uh, ASME staff and, and uh, national level, society level. So by connecting SWE uh, to ASME, uh, particularly our executive director at the time, uh, we were able to, SWE was able to really leverage ASME in terms of their public policy bandwidth. And um, uh, through that collaboration, uh, the year that I was president, we kind of rolled out our first steps of public policy at the federal level. Uh, so that's, that's uh, that was a major change. And it really, I smile when I see events uh, still happening in D.C., and in the local governments as well, because I think that's really very important uh, in support of advancing K through 12 policies on STEM as well as uh, beyond that. You know, I was on the uh, SWE Magazine editorial board at that time, and I remember us putting together uh, the some of the articles about public policy and how this was an area that SWE was growing into because we felt like it was really important to our mission. I have a question for you. I know we talked a little bit about when uh, affinity groups sort of got started in SWE. So as it exists today, the Latinos affinity groups, sorry, how did it 
uh, sort of get started in its current, you know, form? And how has it evolved from there? So it began from the Multicultural Committee, which I imagine is a outgrowth of the Minority uh, Interest uh, Committee that uh, probably originated it. And and it started with, there, there were originally five um, diversity and inclusion affinity groups that began in 2015. So Latinos was one of those five. And it was formed to provide this forum for Latino and Hispanic SWE members to connect to each other and find inspiration and support from each other and help we amplify the voices of diverse members in order to be able to get a better understanding of what was affecting those groups. And in 2016, uh, we moved from an email list to a Facebook group uh, under the leadership of Claudia Galvin. And she was joined in 2017 by Ivelisse Delval Figueroa as the co-lead, which is when I became involved shortly after that uh, through the meeting up with them at the SWE conference. And then I became the co-lead in 2018, taking over from Claudia as she moved to lead the overall diversity and inclusion affinity groups. And so now we have about 280 members through our Facebook group, and they're both in the U.S. and international members. And in addition to activities on Facebook where we're um, sharing uh, discussion points and articles that are of interest to each other and having conversations. We also host events at the conferences like meetups. Um, We've had a panel last year and we have a couple coming up this year and help to uh, lead the diversity and inclusion conversations to support more, more focus there for SWE. So this year at WE19, we have a panel that's uh, diversity and inclusion in the Latinx community, uh, which should be really exciting to show how much diversity that you see, um, you know, within a particular affinity group. So where people come from and backgrounds and the kind of work that they do and so on and so forth. So Biak, I have a question for you. Uh, so what does the group do to help connect members? Yeah, I think you mentioned uh, Facebook. Is there any other uh, any other ways that members can connect of Latino and Hispanic backgrounds? So within the Facebook group, we try to highlight and promote the achievements of both members from within the group, as well as notable women such as yourselves um, in the engineering profession. Uh, we try to initiate discussions of topics that are relevant to the community. We also have a quarterly virtual meeting uh, that is an opportunity for us to connect and talk directly, not exactly face-to-face, but as well as we can with um, spanning as many time time zones as we do. We recently launched a mentoring matching program within the group that helps our members get to know each other on more of a one-on-one basis. And we're trying to kick off a couple of things to help us grow outside of Facebook too. either through other social media, such as LinkedIn and Instagram, as well as we have decided to start a book club that connects across AGs to look at multicultural leadership practices uh, with our first book. And um, 
really excited about that. We're planning to meet four times throughout the year in order to have discussions around the influence of different kinds of leadership styles that come from Latino and African-American and Native American backgrounds and what we can learn from each other through that. Excellent. Yeah, I'm really excited uh, for it. It's it's been it's been really wonderful to get to know people who come from so many different backgrounds and and really share uh, different cultural experiences with each other. So, in honor of Hispanic Heritage Month, the SWE Latinos Affinity Group is also spotlighting our members on SWE's Altogether blog. So, encourage everyone to keep an eye out for these posts on altogether.swe.org and Swiss social media. And we hope to see some new Swisters in our Swiss Latinos group after this podcast. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Swiss Latinos AG. And Alma and Anna, thank you again for taking the time to join me today and enlighten the Swiss audience on your experiences as Latina engineers. Thank you, Bianca. <laughs> You're very welcome. And thank you for inviting us. This has been great. I'm Bianca McCart, and for all of us at SWE, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes or like your favorite episodes on SoundCloud. If you have not already made plans to be part of the largest gathering of women engineers in the world, visit our WE19 conference site at we19.swe.org. Information on housing, registration, keynote speakers, and more is now available. See you there!